Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the CarCast, the award-winning, albeit self-proclaimed, podcast from a vehicle. Tonight, we've gone back to one vehicle over two, which probably suggests better audio quality. Probably. And less, less concerns over cell phone reception, since we're not actually using a cell network to record this. Correct. So that's a plus. Owen Newkirk, Sean Shapiro here live from, well, if you're listening to a podcast, it's not live. We're recording it live from the... Uh, wet and drizzly cold by Dallas standards, mm-hmm. I-35 corridor. Yeah. After a New Jersey Devils-Dallas Stars game, Sean, it wasn't perfect, but the Stars won 5-4, to four, and they will take it. It was kind of a wild one, wasn't it? Well, it was a 1-1 first period where the Stars gave up the game's first goal, but outshot them 16-2. to two. The second shot on goal for the Devils was the game's first goal early on. They did not have another shot on goal until midway through the second period. To just And the Stars tied it on a Jamie Benn goal. Great play by Radulov. And it was 1-1 after the first period, and you're going, geez. The Stars didn't have a ton of chances. They had a lot of shots in the first. Yeah. But they should have probably had more than a one nothing lead based on the dominance of puck possession. Very very much quantity over quality when it came to chances. Kind of like Nashville yeah. the first game after the holiday yes. break. Um, now, you can't be upset with the puck possession, because that's something they've been trying to get more and more of, but you also, you need to start doing a little bit, they needed to start doing a bit more in that first period, at least getting to turn into something that was actually more of a scoring threat. That's right. Um, the second period was a completely different story. Sean, we noted, or I noted, and you've obviously seen this, that Dallas has the lowest goals for total in first periods amongst any team in the NHL, but they also have the best ranking for goals allowed in the NHL in the first period, which means they have allowed the fewest of those. They have a negative goal differential, which is still a bit of a concern because it means they have to fight back from deficits after one period of play more than they probably should. But basically, first periods are low event hockey for Dallas Stars. They, um, they kind of the air kind of gets sucked out of the building in the first period. It happens quite often. Yes. All the buildup, yeah. all the pageantry, and then, eh. Now, second periods are a different story. Very much so. Stars have the third highest goals for in the NHL in period two, in the second frame. And that continued tonight as they rattled off three more second period goals, but then they also gave up three second period goals. Uh, first, it was Miro Haskinen, who was fantastic tonight, scoring on a great play, started by Pitlick's winning the battle and getting him the puck. He was one-on-one with Blackwood. He had had a couple of chances in the first period, including a backhander all alone in front. And this time, Sean, he threw a little deacon, and Blackwood was very much sold on that first fake. He, uh, Miro loves four-on-four. The space, and the timing, and just... To be able to get when he can have that extra room to use his feet, it's it's not fair. And so he scores, fakes, goes around, scores three, uh, two one, and then, well, let's back up. Mm-hmm. One one hockey game. The reason how it got to four on four was yes. Jamie Ben gets the puck in the offensive zone, high slot above the left circle, and passes it down into the corner. Over a full second after the puck leaves his stick, Miles Wood comes in and trucks him, makes contact shoulder to chest, which if it was a 
it was, if it was closer to when the puck left Jamie Ben's stick, it was probably considered a legal hit, except it's maybe blindside, which is dangerous. But it was a very late hit, and so it's a very much illegal hit. And it starts a bit of a New Jersey, how do you do, yep. if you prefer. Yeah. Uh, you know, brouhaha. Well, see, if it's New Jersey, you think Sopranos, you think uh, uh, pleasantries. You're exchanging yes. hellos. Yes. You know? So anyway... Uh, at least a 4-on-4 four four hockey. Wood got a five-minute major. Klingberg gets a cross-check. I was glad he kept his gloves on because as much as I appreciate Klingberg's desire to want to stand up for his teammate, show leadership, you don't want your number one offensive defenseman, who is just back a few games from hand surgery to repair a fractured hand, to drop the gloves and throw with his hands. No, you do not. That's not going to be in the best interest. Again... I like the sentiments. I don't want him to do that. Yeah. So the Stars get four and four. Esselindell and Plano native Stephen Mason do a little wrestling, rolling around move. And so it's four on four, and that's why Haskin scores. Yes, four on four, Haskin scores. And then after the four on four ends, the Stars have three minutes of a power play, which is a major power play. Right. And uh, then they score again. And this one is a Tyler Sagan vintage goal mm-hmm. because Radulov, who was the table setter tonight, yeah. Set up the Jamie Ben goal in the first period to tie the game at one. Then sets up the uh, goal for Sagan, who blasts it from the left circle. That's two now in, in recent weeks, Sean, Sagan from that spot, which yes. is good to see him starting to score from that because it had been a while. It also means that even though Jamie Ben wasn't out there for that, the Stars have now scored with their top unit power play goals in three straight games. They've only done that twice this year. When, and it was early in the season when they scored in four in a row. That's a good sign. Very good. Although very good. their first power play of the night with all five of those guys. Oh, that was terrible. Was that horrendously was, that was bad. awful. So, mixed bag. But the fact that they're getting it done on the special teams is a good thing. Now, three to two, three to one lead because of the Sagan goal. That's when things get a little ugly and the Stars start turning the puck over. And this is where in the postgame, Jim Montgomery said, we didn't manage the game well. You have a two-goal lead. Mm-hmm. You start turning it over. Jesper Bratt comes in after a Nico. Well, it started with Heeshear coming down the wing, having an open look, cracked one, and Bishop made a great save. The puck took a weird carom on the second effort by Heeshear, came around, and all of a sudden Bratt walked out in front and against the Grady scores. Yep. Just, it, it wasn't pretty, but it started because the Stars made a bad play with the puck in the other end of the ice. And it's 3-2. to two. What do you think about the game management of the Stars in the second period? And it was... They play. It's once they had the two goal lead, they just kind of stepped off the gas, basically, and not even just stepped off the gas. They just they stopped playing. It was like, okay, we've got a two goal lead. We've been out shooting this team by what feels like thirty shots. We don't need to. We don't need to play the rest of this period. And that's what it felt like. It just felt like they stopped playing. Um, that's what that's what happened on the Brat goal that made it three to two, and then they take. Oh, it got worse. Yes. So yeah. three to two. But then, just like Ben from Radulov in the first period, this time it was Sagan from Radulov. Goes behind the net. Great centering pass. We like to call that Wayne Gretzky's office back there yep. the trapezoid. And he, again, passed it short side, but getting everybody to sort of commit to thinking he's going to go around to the far side. And Sagan cuts out, is cutting to the net, and he goes upstairs in a hurry. Yes. Great shot. He's an elite scorer. And, you know, Sean, we've talked an awful lot about this lately of – Okay, Tyler, you're paid to score goals. You've had a ton of chances you haven't scored. 
and you and I both love that line that was a paraphrase of Harry Sinden, which is uh, t- telling Cam Neely all those long ago, and credit Elliot Friedman for his 31 thoughts for bringing this up. But the, the paraphrase is, I don't pay you to, to create chances. I pay you to score goals. Yes. Tyler Sagan scored goals tonight. Yes, he did. He also created chances. <laughs> and he also did. He was... He was he was very good tonight. He was he was good throughout the game. He was finishing obviously on the two goals, and he also almost scored again on the next chance. Radulov back door and Blackwood made a great save. It could yeah. have been four to two with that or five to two. Yeah, that would have probably ended the game that or the was. ended the second yeah. period push. And he could have. He was very good tonight. He was. Uh, that was third. That was by the way uh, Radulov's third primary assist yeah. of the game. In two periods. And a career high for him in, in when it came to... Uh, oh, well, I'll be killed. <laughs> By the way, Sean executed the very poorly ex- uh, designed three-lane change at a split in the highway. I don't right. recommend it. Poorly designed, but well executed. Uh, well, we didn't hit anybody, and we didn't endanger anybody's lives other than our own, so I guess that's kind of a plus. And it's poorly designed, well executed. Yeah, okay, all right. That's one of those guy takes a, a, a three-point shot from downtown with nobody under the basket, and you say... Terrible, no, no, and then it goes in. You go, all right, well. Yes. All right, the, the result worked out. So it's 4-2 after the Sagan goal, his second of the night. And this is when they really This is the worst part of the game. management. This is really when they poorly managed the game. The Devils scored twice, Sean, in yeah. the final couple of minutes of uh, the second period. 97 seconds part, I believe. It I starts be with a offensive zone turnover between Foxa and, and Honka. Yep. Not a great pass by Foxa is Honk, but I also want to know where Honko's going in that play. Yeah, it's why isn't he at the point giving Foxa the space to make a play that he can step into instead of charging at him and then vacating the blue line? Yeah. I, I just didn't think it was he made a good decision on the play. Honka was weird there because it was. I'm not blaming him for the pass itself. Um, because it, it was a bad no, it pass. it wasn't a good pass. It, it was a bad pass in his feet, and that's on Fox. But why but... not stay high in the zone to give the most distance between the uh, defender covering Fox on the half wall and you, so then you can yeah. stretch them it, out? It was like he jumped too early. That's, that's what it was. exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it was like he jumped. He got too antsy to jump, and he jumped too early. You know, um, I watched a little bit of Super Troopers last night. They, ah, got, you know, they drink all yes. the surf. They get a little antsy in their pantsy, says Brian Cox. So yes. maybe maybe he had too much syrup before the game. Maybe. <laughs> Not a confirmed report. Yeah. Nonetheless, that led to a two-on-one the other way. Foxa does his darnest to kind of huff back to catch uh, the second guy. It was a great pass across. I don't think Klingberg played it perfectly because he played it more as if he thought he had backside help. Actually, Sean, it reminded me of the way Haskin had played the overtime against Montreal thinking he had backside yes, help. Yes, exactly. Attacking the puck carrier instead of playing the pass. Mm-hmm. Well, the pass gets through, and lo and behold, good old Drew Stafford, who didn't really do much offensively in the game, gets this chance, and he does a little backhand forehand and stuffs it through the five-hole like, Ken I, Bishop. I, I looked at the score sheet after the game, and I, I knew Drew Stafford scored the goal, but I looked at the score sheet after the game, and I said, Drew Stafford played in this game? Drew Stafford, well, formerly of, yeah, yeah. of course, longtime Buffalo Sabre, and then he played in Winnipeg for a bit. Yeah, but, um, but he did nothing. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. He made a veteran play of capitalizing on the one chance he really got all yeah, night. No, he scored. Yeah, and good for him. But that's a horrible turnover when you have puck possession yes. in the offensive zone and a two-goal lead in the second period. That, 
You don't need to make that. And that is bad. And then you get the power play. Then you give the Devils a power play. Yeah, that was maybe the one misstep that Haskinen had all night long was taking that hooking penalty, or holding penalty. Penalty penalty, yeah. And, look, Butcher throws a shot from the point, tipped in by Brian Boyle. You know, we had a couple people call and, and tweet questions about Boyle tonight and why do the Stars don't double-team him in front because he's so good? Well, because if you double-team him, then the other four power play guys have a four on two. You can't do that. You have to deal with the guy in front. Boyle does what Martin Hansels does, which is really wreak havoc on the net front on the power play. It was a good tip. Sometimes you have to put your hands up and say, hey, nice job. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it was still a situation where you shouldn't be in that spot. No. So it's 4-4 at the end of two periods yeah. of play. Um, what did you think of – I want to get your thought on this. What did you think of Ben Bishop's play in the first two periods? I thought Bishop had a tough first period because he gave up a goal on one of the two chances. That being said, he had nothing he could do on the Palmieri plate. Speaking of, of a turnover, the Stars failed to win a battle on the left wall. It goes and gets kept in by Zajac at the point. He plays it over to Andy Green, who makes a beautiful pass, and it's a tap-in around Bishop. Nothing he can do on that goal. Correct. I don't see where you can really fault him there. He made it so couple of saves, but really didn't see a shot on goal other than that. That's a tough... Then you go to the second period, and... That's a really tough first period for a goalie to play. He, play, he, he faced two shots on and, goal. And it's really hard, and that's something where I know you're going to say it's an NHL... Not you, but I know in general people say it's 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 an NHL goalie, he's got to be ready all the time. And yes, that's true. But it's hard to... You, you want to feel the puck a little bit, and when you don't do that, it's... Right. Yeah. That being said, you go to the second period, Sean, and yeah. they're up three to one, and Brad scores in the slot, going uh, against the grain. You can't give a, an NHL shooter that much space and time in the hash mark area of the low slot with a screen in front. He shot it back across the grain. Okay. Again, you love to see your goalie come up with one of those. Don't forget, he made a couple of point-blank one-on-one saves. On the goal by Brad, he stopped Nico Heischer twice. Mm-hmm. Once on a straight-up slap shot, and then again from a sharp angle, he, he, he sealed the net. Um, and there was one before that, too, which was down the wing, and I'm trying to remember which devil it was, but he, again, had a clear lane from the side, and Bishop yeah. stoned him. I thought he was fine. Now, look, the, 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 the goal on the two-on-one, he was pretty close to making that save, You'd love for him to come up with one yeah. of those, but the Stars gave it away and defended it poorly. And then the power play goal is a tippet. So, look, he, he the best thing he did was in a 4-4 game where your coach might look at that and go, four goals against, maybe we should lift him. He went out and stopped all 20 shots he faced was, in the third period. And that was he won the, the game. Yeah, and he was great in the third period. He did everything you could have asked him in the third yeah. Um In the third period, the Stars won the game because Miro Haskin and for the second time of the night, off a face-off play, mm-hmm. found himself driving the net behind the D. That's a mistake in coverage, but it seems to happen a lot with Mira. I don't think they can uh, teams do well with covering him. No, they don't. The draw, no, they really don't. Because he cuts down the left wing, and either in the defensive zone he starts to rush the other way, or he's suddenly behind the D and going to the net. And did you notice that he tried something different than the first time he had it, where he tried to, to do a sort of go-around-the-goalie stuff shot? And in this one... He went upstairs, and what a beautiful goal. Yes. No, he was – Miro was great tonight. That was that – was, that was a wonderful – that was a really nice play. Sean, one more thing for you before we get to our lightning round mm-hmm. is 
Alexander Radulov was great tonight in the offensive zone, but he took two horrendously timed penalties, one early in the game where it's laziness. Yeah. Uh, or not, no, sorry, I'm the wrong word. It's not laziness. It's you can't do, okay? You have to keep your your stick down and your feet moving. Yes. He put, I didn't think there was much of a hook, but I thought what he did was he had his stick horizontally, and that was a situation where it was not good. Correct. Right? You can't do that. He gave the referee an opportunity to make the call. And uh, and then on the other side, he took one at the end of the game, which could have given the Devils the tie. Easily. It was not good. Yeah, he had, a, he had a couple bad penalties. Tonight. Do you need some help on directions? Yeah, we took a wrong turn. Oh, <laughs> lovely. All right, so well, since you're driving and swerving into lanes, how about I help you? By you stay in the lane, yes. and I'll point you out while you talk yeah. about Radulov's two undisciplined penalties. Yeah, it was the first one was really bad early on in the game. It set a bad tone. And then the other one, just, he just needs to keep his stick under control, and it's something that Jim Montgomery has talked about with uh, just as far as discipline. And it's something where coaches have talked, they kind of have to live with it with Radulov, and... I don't know how, how how do you hammer that out of Radulov's game? How do you make him? How do you make him? How do you, how do you make him work not to do that? Um, I mean, look, it's 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 enthusiasm. It's the attempt to try to do anything he can to win a puck battle. You love the passion in the game, but. I mean, as Jim Montgomery said more than once about Radulov, he has to get on the defensive side of the puck, okay? And he has to be able to keep his stick down. Those are the two things that he gets caught doing. It's reaching out, and it's the same thing. It's, it's, the, it's on the wrong side. He's, he's chasing back toward his goal instead of using his feet to get back around. And that's, uh, that's, uh, look, part of it is you sort of, I don't know, we've gotten to the point where we almost seem resigned to the fact that he's going to take them, so you just have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. But you'd like to see, I mean, two a game is too many. One a game is too many. It needs to, it needs to be cut down. And he is, uh, the other thing in the third period, too, while Reginald By the way, full disclosure here on the car cast, there are no secrets here. Uh, we are currently doing a U-turn because we missed the exit. <laughs> and so now, as Sean, you heard Sean pause before he spoke, is because he's trying to navigate my hand signals for directions, which we are on top of, and also trying to put a coherent thought about Radzlov and not say the wrong thing. Because let's face it, the media needs to be honest, <laughs> doesn't yes. it, Sean? Yes, the media needs to be honest, and this was. By the a, way, take a left up here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a, uh, and you know what? This is the uh, type of. Uh, this is the type of route I would take that uh, would have gained criti- deservedly criticism for. You know what? I, I think this is effing horse S. Yes. Uh, in regards to the directional awareness, I do have to take some accountability because I wasn't paying attention. Neither of us picked up I on was, it. I was assuming that since you were driving that, it, that you had it covered. This is your normal route home. Yeah, and some but of yes, but I can take some accountability for not making sure you went the right way. Yes. So. Um, We're both in the blame here, but I—I maybe seventy forty, seventy thirty. You know what? Let's go to the lightning round. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're gonna jump onto the lightning round while you jump back onto the right highway. Correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to do the lightning round, or do you want to talk about the end of the game where 
the the stars. We'll start with the end of the game first. Let's yeah. finish yeah. that real yeah. quick. We were able to cling because well, we need to make sure we're making the right turn. Yes. Um, the stars mm-hmm. did do a nice job of holding down the you know battening down the hatches, so to speak, um, as they had a late another penalty. Right, mm-hmm. they had to kill that one off and then go win the hockey game. And they almost had an empty net goal. You could see Tyler Sagan really wanted that hat trick. And it just didn't quite uh, pan out. He missed. He didn't miss by much. No, he didn't. But, uh, hey, nice job well, by also, the Stars to win the game. Also, three minutes left. We're going to mention Miro Heiskanen with the goal line save, too. We talked to him about this on the postgame show. It went off his stick. Mm-hmm. So it was a cross-crease pass by the Devils. Mm-hmm. He put his stick out to intercept what could have been a possible chance by a devil's forward on the back side. It hit Miro's stick and glanced back toward the goal. So technically, if this was a soccer game, it would have been an own goal. But the fact that he was able to defend and recover and clear his own potential own goal was really good. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, well, he did not, when he, when he was talking to the media scrum, he did not mention the fact that it almost would have been an own goal off of him. So... All right, so now, Sean, we're back on here until we get to the San Rafael hallway. <laughs> so I'm willing to go to the lightning round if let's you don't do miss that let's turn do, twice. Let's, let's do it. Okay. We, we won't miss it twice. All right. Yeah. We're going to. I hope you've enjoyed this extended yeah. version of the CarCast so far because we went the wrong way. Yes, <laughs> you know this is our home, and we follow you, this a lot. You, you know what? You know what's funny, it Sean? Happens, though. It happens. We're doing the conversation a few minutes ago, and I looked up and said. This, uh, maybe it's the rain. Maybe it's that's, the I had, I had the same exact thought. That's the there's problem. There's something I look at. I go, I don't recognize this strip of highway. Yes. Now I know why. Yes. I we the, went past the split on I had the, Sam Rayburn and I had the exact same thought. Where uh, like I've seen some buildings and lights that don't seem. Yeah, maybe it's the, the the weather. And that was the point where I was like, ah, oh, maybe we should see where we are. But you know what? Two things. One, uh, constructive criticism. Next time, I'd like you to bring it to my attention and let me do it so you don't swerve <laughs> into the adjacent lanes. Yes. And two, it benefits our listeners because they get more of us. And plus, they only got, on a, the they got a shorter one the other night. It so, was, yeah, because yes. we were in two cars, we didn't do yes. the lightning round. Yes. You would think it would be safer tonight, yet I feel somehow more at risk. There's less people on the road, though, so... Yeah, well, based on your performance tonight, we're, uh, we're hoping for a, a good third period finish because yes. the first two have been subpar. All right, so let's go to the aforementioned lightning round. We will start with um, a emoji smiley face and an American flag. That's the Twitter handle. Okay. Have you noticed a difference at all in the way that Ben and Sagan have played since Jim Light's comments? Um, no. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I think they've played the same. Yes. The fact that Sagan scored two goals tonight is a good thing, and he's bound to not just miss the net and hit posts. But I think James, I, I think Tyler Sagan has been good for most of this year. He has not been able to have it on the goal total, and that's the big frustration. Is I don't is what we said before. I don't pay you to, to create chances. I pay you to score goals. Mm-hmm. You are getting paid a elite amount of money to lead us to wins and playoffs. Yes. Now goals win games. Now I don't like the vulgarity, especially in the public, and maybe the way it was yeah. handled. But no, I, I don't see any difference. Uh, the Jamie Benn part is interesting, Sean, because uh, Elliot Friedman quoted a NHL coach as saying, "We try not. We tell our players not to get Jamie Benn riled up, and use the 
the Freeman used the, the, the analogy of a, uh, what, an, an angry or... A rhino. A rhino, yeah, like a charging, charging rhino. rhino. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it? By the way, I don't know where we are. <laughs> Did you get on to 635? You did the wrong split. That's yes. why we're down here. You okay. did the wrong split. Oh, okay. okay. You know, if, if you just kept going... Oh, you went west. If you had gone east, we would have ended up at 75... You could just drop me off on my house, and then I'd have to find a way to get my car. So now we are. Should you just get on the tollway and go north? That's the fastest way, but no, that's not the way. You have to go to the Sam Rayburn. Yeah. Which, where the heck are we? Should we just get on the tollway? Yes. Let's just get on the tollway. What happened? I have no idea what we did. I think you missed the Sam Rayburn tollway. Who knows? I don't know where we I know where we are. I recognize it. Where are you going? This is the... No, you want to go north. Yeah, north. No, don't go south. Don't there go Dallas North no, Tollway we South. We're going... <laughs> Holy cow, people. This is... Uh, yeah. You know what? Sometimes you just don't have your best night. No, you don't. Sometimes... And you try to power yeah. through. And sometimes you try to go in slippery conditions, 50 miles an hour on a ramp that says 30, and he's laughing as he still does it. But we're okay. Lightning round continues. And we know where we are now. Yes. Um, speaking of lightning round, where do we go? Josh writes in, do you think that Woods deserves supplemental discipline? Well, it wasn't a high hit. It was a late hit that caused an injury. I do not think he deserves I thought that was the right call. I thought five-minute major was the right call on interference. Yeah, I mean, look, some of the reasons why you clamor for supplemental discipline is because the referees sometimes miss it. Mm-hmm. I thought a five-minute major was right. Here's the interesting thing, and I, I don't want to call this serendipitous, but I actually was thinking about this before the game that you almost never see – five-minute major power plays that don't also include a game misconduct. Yes. Now, the rule book has changed a little bit in the sense that certain five-minute major infractions now require a uh, mandatory or an automatic game misconduct yeah. along with it. When I was growing up, I felt like there were a lot more major penalties where there was a power play and then the guy returned to the game. Yeah. I thought it, I thought this was the right call. This was absolutely the yeah. right call. The fact that it was injury, injury is a problem. And, you know, look, they might decide to fine him but I don't think he needs to get, be suspended. No, I thought it was the right call. But I don't like the hit. No, it doesn't it's, belong yeah. in the game, but I thought yeah. it was the right call. Yes. Spear or, you know, hard slashes and high sticks should be be involved, but that happens all the time, so they get penalized. Uh, Christopher writes in, hey, guys. He names us, but I'll just say, hey, guys. Great job with the car cast. Thoughts on center depth within, specifically top six. Need a forward, but if a nice D were available also, would you bite? I'm wondering if Petrangelo could be had if Blues blow it up. Otherwise, perhaps a nice center like Nuge. He's referring to Nugent Hopkins or Duchesne. Well, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. For one, I don't see Nugent Hopkins being available. That's we'll step back one second here, Sean. Yeah. Stars can't do anything unless they make some salary cap moves correct to actually open up the cap space to add a top six forward that would inevitably be of some significant salary cap hit the only way they can really do that is to shut down one or two of their injured players who have a high salary the reason why i say that is that the three or four main guys that have the highest salary on the team either have a no-move clause or you don't want to yes, move them in the exactly. first place. So, the guys that potentially could be shut down, Stephen Johns, although his salary cap hit isn't as much as a guy like Mark Mathot, 
or Martin Hansel. Now, and Montgomery Martin, said Martin Hansel should be a player the rest of the year, but in and out potentially. But he you also, don't know. He also had no update. To, uh, was it today or Monday when I asked? Today. You okay. asked today at the end of the morning skate. He said no, nothing. It's been a week. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have we have heard nothing from yeah. Hansel, Johns, or Mathot in a week. Correct. Now, if you shut down one or two of those guys for the rest of the season and put them on long-term IR, then you can go over the cap, and then you have some space. Yes. If that were to be the case, would you go with a rental, which clearly Duchesne would be, unless you decided to give him a long-term deal? I just don't know where that's at. Yeah. Nugent Hopkins, sure, you might be able to get him. I just don't see why he'd be available. I just don't know if he's the right guy either. He's great offensively, but the Stars need a great two-way center that can score. Maybe Nugent Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins will make them better. I just don't see how he'd be available. That's the thing. Yeah, Edmonton, Um, it just depends. I guess it would be depending on whether Ken Hitchcock felt like he was an important member of his team or not. If he felt that he could do to him what he did with Sagan and McDonald. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the other part of that question was what he asked about a defenseman too, right? Um, And... That's an interesting one because I think um, there are obviously you can obviously up you can always upgrade your defense. If you could get Pollock in your third pairing, mm-hmm. that would make your deep really deep. Yes. Um, however, I also people I don't, don't know if they people, need to. people don't trade top four D and they don't the stars don't have the assets you need to trade a top four D. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, like, I don't know if I see that. I yeah. I really and honestly yeah. between. Carrick trying to get healthy between Bayreuth are available in the AHL, between Fadoon, Honka, Polak. I think they're going to try to stick with it for now because there are other problems we had. If D was the only option, you might see them consider something. Yeah. Maybe you find a veteran guy kind of like the, I'm not saying Chris Russell, but in the vein of the acquisition of a guy oh, like. Oh, people aren't going to like that. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is this, a couple years ago for the 15, 16 yeah, playoffs, yeah, yeah, they added yeah, a veteran I, I guy. Saying, yeah. Is there another veteran guy that they could add that might bolster their depth? No, yeah, but I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, see that as yeah. the main thing there. Uh, let's go to the next one. Brad writes, can we retire the yelling of, quote, who cares after every opposing goal when announced? I'm not going to lie. I always care. I mean, that's kind of a personal preference. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, Some people don't like the group of fans that ask Jeff K what time is it, or how much time is left with a minute to go every period. Some people like it. Uh, It's a matter of personal taste. Yes. Um, Court writes in, any Jamie Benn sightings after the game? What typically happens when a player is injured mid-game, stays back in the medical staff press box, sent home? Well, You're the only one that goes downstairs of the two of us. Well, it depends a lot on the injury, too. Like it's, yes. Um, if it's... Um, and the profile of the player, too. Yeah, and, and, with, and, how, they, and how that player wants to spend that time. Um, I think the last time I've seen an injured... Earlier this season, when, uh, Devin, when Devin Shore got hurt, we saw him in the press box uh, before the end of the game. Um, that's the last time this season I think we've seen I've seen an injured player up in the press box. I get injured that game up in the press yeah, box. Yeah, usually you don't see that. Usually um, they stay down, they stay back, watch in the locker room. They watch in the locker room, or if it's that bad, they're going to be at the hospital. Doctors, and, yeah, hospital. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. we uh, no update on no didn't see Jamie Ben and um, really I know I know people are going to say is there anything more than precautionary and he was held out. I mean there really is all we have is what Jim Montgomery told us and. 
I'm not going to speculate on what it is because I don't, I'm not going to do any because I can't say anything more. I, I just don't know any other information about yep. it. Um, Kent writes, any chance the Winter Classic will be played at night next year? It might help with the temperature and it would add to the excitement of it. Um, I don't think so, Sean. No. They they typically like to play the game at 1 o'clock Eastern time. I do know so that... It's um, sort of the midday... I, I do actually have a, a concrete answer to this, too. Okay, I mean, concrete. It's I mean, the, the game is going to be scheduled for noon or 1 or whatever the time is. Uh, probably noon central. Probably noon central to get the 1 o'clock start. Eastern time for NBC. It also like, avoids the late night college football bowls too. Yeah, the big ones yeah, that are on and, day. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, the evening is a contingency plan. Well, that's yeah, actually yeah, a good yeah, point yeah, you yeah. bring up. If yeah. there's foul weather at noon, they could delay it. Yes. To later in the day. He, look, Kent's right. The, the optics of having stadium lighting and the darkness looks really cool. Yeah. Shadows on the ice, that kind of stuff. But ideally, it would be during the day. Correct. Plus, let's face it, if it's like this past Tuesday, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. it's pretty cold for Texas weather. Yeah. It'd be better during the day than colder at night. Now, average day, average New Year's Day is 54, I think, degrees. Yeah. That's a little different, but 50 would be fine. Mm-hmm. The ice would be soft, but not bad. The big thing is rain. Rain is the one thing that they really want to avoid. Yeah. Uh, so, a little snow or some warm temperatures. Basically, right. how contingency plans go, from what I've been told, just to get some concrete evidence for this for people, is um, the plan is to play, obviously, New Year's Day. If there's trouble around a certain time um, and they think they can push it back a little bit and they can wait, they'll do it, still play it on New Year's Day. If they look and the weather's so bad on New Year's Day that they can't play that day, they'll play on January 2nd. If they can't play on January 2nd, the Stars and whatever team will have to play in, right. in, indoors sometime later that season. Warren writes in, highly hypothetical, and only if you had nothing else to talk about. Well, or Sean takes a wrong turn. Sean takes a wrong turn, so you maybe got into the lightning round that way. Um, would you trade Sagan for Dreisaitl one for one? No. No. Dreisaitl's a great young player. Tyler Sagan is a in-his-prime elite number one center. Drysaddle's very, very good. I don't think he defends very well. Sagan is a much better two-way center at this point. Could Drysaddle become that? Sure, but that's an if. I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think I would. I'd have to see. I also, if I, if I remember correctly... He's fast. Isn't... Uh, he's young. His contract is pretty bad. Pretty. I would say no. Yeah. Philip writes in, what kind of special jersey do you think they're going to have? For the, I'm guessing for the Winter Classic. Yes, um, I can I can clarify two things. Okay. Um, now, there's a bunch of things to be learned still, but... Do you need directions again? No, I know where I am. Okay, just check this. <laughs> uh, there, there are a couple... There's several things that need to be learned. However... By the way, but, Sean said he knows where he is, but he should have known where he was before. I should have, but... Anyway, moving it's, on. It's, it's, it's old been, news. It's now. been a long week, Owen. It's been a long week. It has been, hasn't it's it? It's been a long week. I, uh... And you know okay, what? No more excuses. And practice is down at the AAC tomorrow. This frustrates me. No, you. Yes, me. Frustrates me too. What if we have wintry mix? Anywho, the uh, yeah, like for anyone do. listening, there will be no public practice. This should frustrate you fans too. There's for no those hope. that were hoping to maybe jump out and if you took the rest of this week off. Yeah. You want to go see the Stars practice tomorrow? You can't. Because they're going to be at the AAC. In not for school. Yeah. But you know what? It's good for the equipment guys, so I understand. Yeah. Um, but um, we're talking about jerseys. It will not be a North Stars jersey. I know people keep saying, oh, it could be a throwback. Could North be North should North it. North I, North I like it. the North that's, Stars that's heritage. So, that's, so, that's so silly to be like, oh, we're going to be 
We've been in Dallas for 26 years now. We've been in Dallas longer than they were in Minnesota. We're not going to wear a Minnesota. I'm okay if they do like a North Stars Heritage Night and wear like pre uh, warm up jerseys. Yes, yes. That would be fun okay. sometime. But they are the Dallas Stars now, and they're trying. Yeah. It's it's the same reason that I, I, I they wore it for the game, right? The Hurricanes yeah. wore the Whalers Night. Yeah. Um, the difference is, is that the Hartford there isn't a team in Hartford anymore. There's a team in Minnesota, and there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. People like to associate the North Stars with being Minnesota's team. Obviously, the Wild are not technically that franchise. I love the idea of people wearing North Stars jerseys to a Stars game. Great. I think I want to see something uh, historical Dallas Stars, but maybe with the current colors. And, and, that, and that's it's, I, I, that will be my bet of how it's going to be, because it's not going to be, I know people say, oh, what about the 99 jerseys and stuff like that. They're not going to give up. The victory green color is very important to the Stars. Um, it's, a, it's a brand, it's, it's a marketing a, it's a brand for them. thing. It's a brand for them. And you and I have heard the executives talk about how much they see like seeing that color pop on, really TV. Pops on TV. They're not going to give up that opportunity to have that color pop no. on the biggest stage right. of the regular season. And again, so, look, the Dallas Stars history isn't the same as an original six team that may be 80 to almost 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. May, I mean, I, but could they in theory do some I, sort I, of throwback-looking jerseys? I think there'll be some themes maybe from old jerseys, and there'll be new right. jerseys. And I think basically how it'll work, if I, if I understand it correctly, obviously the jersey they'll wear on the Winter Classic, and I think they'll also wear three or four other games too, like regular okay. season games. So get, just, just get some play yes, out of it. Get some play out of it, and obviously to try and sell some more jerseys too. All right, um, Nostradamus, put yeah. your hat on. Wilson writes in, score prediction for Friday night versus the defending cup champs. Score prediction. <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's going to be a great hockey game. The Capitals are a good team. They're, what, 24-11 and something? Mm-hmm. So they've been, they're, they're a tough hockey team. Yeah. Uh, the news of the day was Alex Ovechkin has informed the NHL he will not go to the All-Star game. I'm guessing he was selected. He was the captain. Was he the captain? He was voted the captain. And so good on him. He, he, he's earned it. And Braden Holtby was going to go. John Carlson's going to go. Um actually spark a debate. I don't know if you've spent much time looking at the last man in yep. groups. Um, Tyler Sagan is the Stars. I guess, well, real quick to give. Uh, my, I know you have a story. I want no, to no, 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 hold no, on. Just to give my prediction, just okay. to get it out of the way. Oh, the score? I'll go three two. Just I'm gonna go four three and win or two to be determined. Yes, I'll go. So we gave four our three either way. We gave our we got our prediction now. Continue. Okay, so uh, kind of like Major League Baseball did, where you have a fan vote to have the last guy on each roster. The NHL is doing that with each of the four divisions. Mm-hmm. They named eight skaters and two goalies, and they're going to add a ninth player. Could be a four all, or all, skate, all skaters. Are the right, all skaters, no goalies. <laughs> and fans get to vote. And there's one player from all the teams, each team in each division. Seven in the central, eight in the other three. Tyler Sagan is the star's representative of the last man, and he didn't sound like he had too much of an idea of what the heck that was. Mm-hmm. But I thought, and Sean, I'll let you talk about it. But his response when asked about it tonight of being voted on for the All-Star game to join Miro, he had some interesting comments. Yeah, he said uh, he's not going to vote for himself, and <laughs> uh, uh, please don't vote for me. Let Miro go enjoy it himself. Which is funny because that has nothing to do with Miro, but what it does is, look, all due respect to Tyler Sagan, but if Gabriel Landisog doesn't get the vote from Colorado, it, it doesn't represent who's having the best season. No, and he if it, should it, be the one from the central, it, it, even it, over line eight. It, he has the same amount of goals it, and a lot more in points. In my case, would be 
even if, if it's not Landis Cog, it's line A. So Pat Tyler Sagan is not even Maybe the top Maybe number three option yes. just based on this year's season. Yes. But the fan vote also goes into effect. And I also, who's your favorite player? And, and to be honest, the other thing is I think they put the wrong player as the nominee for Dallas. You think? I would put Radulov. I would too. I would put Radulov. He's played less games. He has almost as many points. And he's all-star games are about fun. And he and, would be a lot of fun yes. in an all-star game. He so, really would. He might actually be the guy that takes a penalty in an all-star game. Yes. So uh, a hack and a whack in the. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it, couple. Let's let's scan here real quick. Wilson already got one, so I'm not going to give him another one here. But thank you for sending more in. Mm-hmm. Um, was the quote precautionary reason Ben didn't come back in the game so he wouldn't take a major penalty fighting everyone in red, or was that just the concussion protocol or mild injury observation? There's um, about four questions there, so have at it. Well, I mean. The problem is I don't have a real. I mean, I know it was it was all, it was precautionary injury related. It had nothing to do with let's not have Jamie Ben fight someone because it's not like this was like a three goal game where the stars were. No, this was up know, in the air. It was a one one. It was not one one. It was an even four four game going into the third period where they could have they could have used Jamie Ben in the third period to help win if Jamie Ben was healthy enough to play, um, to help his team win. I think he would have been in the game tonight. Yeah, I do too. And Honka also held out for precautionary reasons with an upper body. I didn't see what happened to him. I didn't see it either. It wasn't as obvious as the Jamie Ben. I don't know if there's a big hit. I'll check the tape tomorrow morning. Um, He did have the. He was involved in the turnover that led to the two-on-one goal for Stafford, and then he made another blunder in the second period, Sean, where he skated down into the right corner with puck with the puck, Mm -hmm. and then tried to make a play below the goal line in the corner, gave it up and then found himself on the wrong side of a three-on-two rush. The team it kind of petered out and didn't end up leading to a real quality chance, but those are the kind of mistakes that a kid like Honka really needs to clean up because those will cost him ice time. Yeah, he had one of those nights where he wasn't, I mean, he had one of those nights where every mistake he made was a big mistake. It was under the magnifying glass because, look, the the game the other night against Montreal, he made some good plays yeah, that were notable. He made a couple tonight, which were notable. But again, he made some very noticeable mistakes. Yes. Uh, one more question, and then we'll let it go. Uh, Nathan writes in Gurionov with eight minutes of ice time tonight. It was actually 7:44, but who's counting? Has he really deserved such a negative hit lately? It's almost as if he's the new whipping boy at forward. Um, that's missing the point of what Jim Montgomery does with the forwards. Yeah, because he he's will. not looking to be have somebody be a whipping boy or to make an example. He's looking for impact within a game. Yeah, and that's like that's why Mon- I mean Gurionov was completely benched the other night. Yep. Um, didn't have a shift after did, what midway to the second. Yeah, didn't have a shift in the third period. Um, the other thing too is what happened tonight is they lost Jamie Ben and. They didn't essentially really, went to three lines. They went to three lines, and Nachushkin actually played pretty well in, in, his, in his role up there. And He's great as a defensive bottom six. Yeah. That's a problem for the, the what he's what it he signed is, him yeah, for. yeah, but he actually played well in the spot duty up there. And the other thing is, Stars didn't really have a second line tonight, so it's not like they had... Fox's line was essentially the shutdown yes, second line. Yeah, so it's not like they had... It's not like they had. It's not like Gurion was the was the whipping boy. I mean, if anything, you think about okay, Jason Spezza was at fourth line right well, wing to start the it game. It also like didn't help Sean that the Stars took that penalty from Radulov so early. Mm-hmm. So they're on the kill right away, and then they gave up a goal. And so 
there was it was a chunk of time where Montgomery wasn't able to even unleash lines three and four right away. No, not at all. So it kind of messed with the flow, and that's what happens. And look, there were a couple of moments tonight where Gryanov was on the ice, where I saw him streaking through the neutral zone, and the Stars didn't make didn't pass in the puck. Mm-hmm. There was an instance tonight where Rope Hints was open, streaking through the middle toward the offensive blue line. That if the pass was made, he's gone through the two D. So I. I still think these young guys aren't all on the same page all the time. No, which is no, too. Not, yeah. And maybe it's a little easier for me to see it from high up above the ice than it is on the ice. It's a lot easier to see the play. But there are instances where these guys are attacking the offensive zone with speed, but they're not getting the puck. Yep. So, all right, that's enough of us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the extended version of the CarCast tonight. You can thank Sean and his navigational expertise I'm, I'm, for I'm, a bonus edition. I, I, I'm blaming the combination of Jim Light's comments plus the Winter Classic plus... By the way, just, you know what, Miro Haskinen had his best game as an NHLer tonight, uh, he, and he's had some, oh, some really great games, and it was very appropriate that he did it on the night that he was named to the All-Star team. I agreed. Well, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. And... Oh, one other thing. Oh. More? Just an, an all-star thing. Ben Bishop should be on the all-star team. He's yes, he been should. he's been that good. And and, and and here is it's interesting because this is here is why he's not. Um, and it's not right, but here is why. It's a convoluted domino effect. It's a convoluted. Matt Dumba is hurt. He was leading the yes. NHL in defenseman Matt, goals with Matt, what fifteen. Yes, Matt Dumba would be in the all-star game. Miro probably wouldn't be in the all-star game. You think over Yossi. I don't know. It's it's either way. Either way, just it might have cost Miro his it, spot. It might have cost Miro his spot. But since Matt Dumble was unavailable, no one else on the Minnesota Wild really deserves a spot in the That's All Star right. game. And so Devin Dubnik became okay. We'll give him the spot, which took away a goalie spot. And Ben Bishop should be in the All Star game. Here's the thing. I didn't even look at Dubnik's numbers because I just figured, oh, well, he's the Minnesota representative. They need one. So I compared him to Pekka Rinne. Rinne had, coming into tonight, two more wins with four more games played, mm-hmm. a two-hundredth of a percentage point lower in goals against average, and or a goal percentage point, and then a five-hundredth less shoot, save percentage. So Bishop has a better save percentage, almost the same goals against in four four fewer games. He got another win tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if you just looked at that, you said, well, they're pretty much identical. Same amount of shutouts. But then consider the difference between what Nashville is as a team. And they've had their injuries too. But what the Stars have had to deal with and the impact that Bishop has made with all the defensive injuries. And we talked about this yes. before. Where the Stars would be if that goaltending tandem of Bishop and Hudobin weren't here playing at an elite level. And I think there's a no-brainer that Bishop is higher on that. However, Sean, here's the argument on the counter. So Bishop deserves it, and he should get the accolades of being in the All-Star game. However. It would be fun also to see him in the skills competition puck handle because he's that good. However, if you had to choose between Miro Haskin and Ben Bishop to be in the All-Star game, it was probably better for the 19-year-old who's got more energy anyway and is probably a little bit easier to bounce back from a, a little bit more effort and have your number one goaltender get a few more days off. Yep, that, and the other thing about the All-Star game, too, that comes down to... Yeah, it's not good for goalies. It's it, it's not good for goalies. And the other thing about the All-Star game is not enough players get to go. That's just, like, we, like Mitch Marner's not going to the All-Star game. Well, it's the it's the current format. It makes it more fun to watch. Yeah. But you're right. Some of the top ten point it's, scorers... It's three of the top 15 goal scorers are not going. Right, and they're not going to. 
And yeah, so that's that's tricky. You have Matthews and Mc, and and Tavares from the Leafs going, and when you have a good team, mm-hmm. that it's an All Star game, right? Yeah. If you named, hey, here are the best group. That's part of the we have to have somebody from every team, which is a marketing ploy, so that every team's fan base has somebody to cheer for, even if they don't necessarily have the numbers to deserve being on the All Star team. Yeah. So, but then if you didn't, then you'd have five Maple Leafs and five or six uh, Lightning making up the entire division, right? The Atlantic would be all Toronto. Completely, completely, yeah. Deservingly so. They were having a great year, but nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Well, most people don't want to see that. No, not really. Anyway, that does it for the CarCast tonight. We will do another one post-Capitals on Friday, uh, assuming that Sean remembers where we are. Yes, everyone, and uh, I guess... um, Apologize for the wrong turn, Ellen, but uh, you're welcome to everyone for the longer uh, car Yes.